What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Roots, Rednecks, and Radicals podcast. Today, we're going to learn something new and interesting in the world of Americana, Roots, and folk music. But before we get to that, I want to say a quick reminder to like, follow, and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. And if you're on social media, give me a follow if you haven't already. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Just search up the name of the show and you will find me there. All right, let's get to today's episode. Today, I had a conversation with the Sweet Lilies who have a new album out. It sounds amazing. They have a great blend of funk and bluegrass and old time and string music. And this is the fun, fun band. I saw them up at Winter Wondergrass a couple months ago and they were great. And I wanted to talk with them about this new album. So let's jump right into it. Here you go. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'd love if you could uh, just start off by telling us a little bit about the band and uh, the, the members and, and how you guys got together and um, how long you've been making music together. Yeah. Okay. So um, the band uh, started out as me and Becca, the violist and the bass player, me. Um, and actually back then I played more, I was playing mandolin guitar and bass in the band. And um, Becca and I, decided we wanted to turn this into a band and we had been playing some duet gigs and um so we decided well it would be good for me to not have to play so many instruments so we were like let's find a guitar player <laughs> so we started so and beck and i had met actually in um in Golden, Colorado at like a music party with some of the guys from Head for the Hills were there and we were just jamming and we connected musically. Um, Becca turned out to be a songwriter. I'm a songwriter and that's a big thing. You know, when two songwriters really like to write together, that's a kind of a, a somewhat magical connection that is hard to come by. So, um, so, so her and I did work together. We tried out some people. We had a, a year or two of just kind of trying this person, trying that, trying this and that. And we finally, we ran into Dustin, our guitar player at Hangtown Halloween Ball. And, um, he was there performing with a, uh, like a, a local to his area in California band called the Low Flying Birds. And we stayed up in the campground with Dustin and played for many, many hours. And we were like, dang, he would be a perfect fit for this band and just loved him to death. And then a year later, he joined us. And that just was very serendipitous. Um, we didn't poach him. We're not about doing that. Um, and he turned out to be a songwriter, too. So he wasn't just accompanying us. Then he was incorporating his songs, right? And so we were running around as a trio with a rotating, we would sometimes have like a, another female vocalist we would bring out with us. Um, and eventually we realized our duet harmonies as the two women were stronger than working with a third party and then starting to incorporate Dustin into the singing. The, we, we just started to evolve our own sound kind of. So we let go of the concept of having another female vocalist and just started digging deeper into the trio sound. And once we got going with that and we started to get 
more momentum, um, we got signed by regime management with our manager. So we all went over to regime and they also managed the string dusters. And so probably, you know, through that management company, we ended up on tour with the dusters, which was when it was suggested to us that the way our music was like going, a drummer might be in order for us because we were sort of really trying to sort of breaking away from the string band sound with, but we still incorporate the string, you know what I mean? So that is when our management, we were like, let's make this next record with Chris Nadolfi and let's have a drummer and then let's find a drummer. So we had Jason Hahn on the record. He did a beautiful job. And then really shortly after, our manager put us together with this young drummer, Jones Maynard, who has been a great fit and has been with us for almost a year now. So um, that is kind of how the band became what it is now. And um, it just continues to evolve. And each member brings with them their own background, their own strengths. Um, so our viola player, she's the lead vocalist and she's a classically trained string player. She has just great technique and capacity and um, she's really delved deeper and deeper into her songwriting and her singing and our guitar player is just, he's one of those people that just plays and plays and plays and plays and plays and plays. And plays. He's just talented, you know, and he writes and he plays and I come from kind of a mixture of backgrounds. My father was classical and I was trained somewhat classically but I had much deeper interest in folk music as a kid. So I was always trying to play Bob Dylan music while they were like, no, play Mozart. And I'd be like, no, play Bob Dylan. And so, you know, <laughs> there's been, you know, that's kind of our backgrounds. And um, I, you know, I went to school for music, but, but not, a, not as a big part of my life. I was already performing when I went back to get some credentials and, you know, stuff like that. So, you know, we um we're kind of an eclectic mix of people absolutely so, yeah yeah and i think uh, you know i would say our biggest strength is our songwriting the way that we write together um in this collaborative fashion yeah yeah that's a great strength for a band for sure yeah um i was yeah. I, i'm glad you brought up all those um influences and and, and stuff like that because i was going to ask you about that because you guys have um this blend of funk and soul and string band music and I, i'd love to hear about um uh yeah some of some, the 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 influences for the band and and what you guys are drawing on when you're uh writing songs for this band yeah okay yeah we um so we each individually have you know favorites um yeah. And I think like Becca, our violist, she loves the kind of edgier, modern people like My Morning Jacket is like her favorite. She loves dark stuff like the Smith, the Smith, sorry, not the Smith. Um, the, and so she kind of draws from that darker, edgier kind of influence. And I think our guitar player, he's so, he's got so much rock and roll and funk in there, you know, like he just, knows all like the Jimi Hendrix, like he's always working on those Jimi Hendrix licks and, you know, that's he's just playing and playing and playing that stuff all the time. Loves that stuff. And, um, with me, it's just like everything under the sun. I love, oh, and we all love like rap and hip hop as well. 
But of course, I'm from New York City, and I I just love hip hop, and I love the BC Boys and Queen Latifah, and you know we we like incorporating that kind of stuff into our sound. And Becca is a great rapper, actually. Um, she she was in marching band for most of her life, so she and most of her young life, so she has great rhythm, great timing, and um, and then our drummer, he's. You know, he's been consistently trained, I think, with uh, all formats, but he definitely loves to work on jazz, and he just loves to work on all the nuance, the kind of, you know, the harder music, the hardest stuff he can work on. <laughs> and so he's always stretching and reaching, I think. Um, yeah, and, you know, influences, like, on our sound, you know, if you're thinking about the fusion of sounds from Colorado, like Leftover Salmon, um, Railroad Earth, they're not from Colorado, but it's like a similar, it's this blending concept. Um, we're not a bluegrass band, but we do have stringed instruments. Um, and, you know, I think just taking risks, you know, Tom Waits is one for us. Um, you know, it's, it's just taking risks and trusting ourselves. And Chris Pandolfi from the String Dusters really helped us find that that trust in what we're doing. Um, and we love the Dusters; they're amazing. And yeah, and and jam bands and funk bands. George Porter Jr., who has brought me up on stage to play bass with him on more than one occasion, and just like learning from him. And, I don't know, it's just, one, you know, one awesome person after another. Yeah. Yeah, I love that there's <laughs> there's so much of that happening right now with that um, all those jam bands and, and uh, bluegrass bands and everyone's drawing from different influences. And, and uh, it seems like the, the boundaries are kind of coming down uh, lately, and I think that's a cool thing. Yes. Yes, I agree. Cool, cool. Well, I wanted to talk about a couple of the songs on uh, the new album. Um, uh, the first one I wanted to chat about is, um, it's, it's out right now, but 18 Wheels. I thought that was a great song, and I was wondering if you could just tell us a little bit about that one. Yeah, that's a song that Dustin wrote, and um, it is, it's, I think it speaks to Dustin's like inner journey um, in a way of being both a person who is like very driven from inside himself, but driven to want to engage in the world in a certain way. And so it's um, kind of a, he described it like as a diesel soaked narrative, um, which I liked. <laughs> and, uh, and Chris Pandolfi worked closely with us on that song. Um, and I think he, helped write some of, or helped with the hooks. And um, he definitely worked with us deeply on those harmonies. Like we had come with some nice harmony ideas and he just like took out a little this and added a little that, you know what I mean? And um, I really feel like 18 Wheels has a sense of collaboration with Panda. Um, and uh it's a, I, I love this song because I particularly love the way the, it's a, the arrangement of the break in the middle where the violin plays. Yeah, I just think it's super cool the way that it's been arranged. and. Yeah, for sure. So, so um, yeah. was the guitar player, you said um, it was the Hangtown Music Festival is where you guys all met up. Is that the, the festival in Plas Placerville, California? 
Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. This was before it moved. Gotcha. Gotcha. And, and what's interesting about that story, though, is that Beck and I weren't known at all in the region of California, and her and I just really wanted to be at Hangtown. But, like, as artists, we were like, well, we can't afford to just, like, buy tickets to a festival right now. So we found a volunteer position, the two of us, in the kitchen. So we cooked and cleaned, and <laughs> Dustin was actually performing at the festival. And so, but we played every night in the campground, and we met everybody, and, you know, we have since been hired for Hangtown twice. So nice. <laughs> it's been great. That's, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have yet to go to that festival, but every year I want to go, just something comes up. Um, but there's great bands that come through to that one, for sure. It's a great festival. It's eclectic. And, yeah, and, of course, Railroad Earth, like, just stunning magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, yeah, it's funny, those... <laughs> those bluegrass festivals the the music never stops like like you say like in the campground there's people playing all hours of the night like it, there's just a it just never ends it seems like it's, it's really cool to be around yes it's lovely and i remember like drew emmett came to our campground and like <laughs> it was just a great that was a great experience that first one and uh you know we were like we're going to get into hangtown we're going to can we have you know <laughs> that's cool i love that <laughs> Yeah. All right. Well, I wanted to talk about uh, another song. Uh, we are beautiful. I-, I thought that was cool and um, and uh, good message too. And and uh, yeah, I'd love if you could talk a little bit about that one. Oh yeah. So we are beautiful. The way it was written was really interesting. Um, I wrote the hook, and um, I just I like walked in with Dust, and I was like, "Can we do something?" With- bump, 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 you know, and then he went, dan, 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 like that. And that's how that was the beginning. And I had written lyrics to the chorus. Um, and I started writing lyrics, lyrics to verses. And I said, hey, Becca, instead of me writing the, the verse lyrics, could you write, could you take my idea and just like write some more lyrics for the verse? So that's how the song, that's how collaborative it was. And, um, and it really is like, from my perspective, it's really, really about, you know, being like, as human beings, we have so much propaganda that comes at us constantly, that is judge is like making us feel bad about ourselves. You know, like telling us, Oh, you're not thin enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. You're not this enough. And it's like, some of us, people like me, you know, who like maybe as a child was crumbling under the pressure of the societal, you know, what's good, what's right, what's this, what's that. And so I began to understand, as you know, as I started doing a lot of spiritual work that um, all human beings are beautiful and that we all, if we can see each other clearly, we all are emanating this beauty from within. And if it's one thing that I could convey to, to anyone who comes across me or this band is that we see you. We see your beauty and your love here. And um, we don't judge people. And um, so I think that's really the ethos of that song is about is exactly what it sounds like. We are beautiful. I am loved. So are you, you know, and that's part of the, 
you know, it's like I want to see a world where people feel loved and know they're beautiful. And I don't mean just what they look like, you know, obviously, you know. So, yeah, and I, I love some of the lines. Becca came up, like, she was like, stand up for what you know is right, like, stuff like that. Like, that really hits me. Like, people have to stand up for what's right. We have to do that. And, you know, and it speaks very directly to, um, I don't know if I should say this because I've never said it before, but I'll say it because why not? When I was a kid, I ran away from being bullied. I ran away. I wouldn't go back to school anymore to the point where the truancy people came after me. But I was being bullied and I wouldn't go back to school. And so there's my line, I will never run away, never bow my shame, or hold my head up high and so on, right? That's from a real experience for me. So I've, I've never shared that. Not, the band doesn't even know that. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing. Now you know. Yeah. <laughs> and the people <laughs> now, know. Now's the appropriate time to share. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's great. No, that's a beautiful message and uh, something everyone needs to hear, especially with uh, so much um, uh, mental health issues and especially young people yeah. with uh, body image issues from social media and everything that, you know, uh, hearing that message, I don't think we can hear it enough that, that we all have value just being a human, you know? Yes. That's good stuff. Well, Intrinsic value. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I'm kind of interested in um, what songs you're excited to play live because you got these new songs that are coming out, and I know it's fun for bands to uh, start playing those in front of people. Um, what, what songs are you excited to put, play for people and, um, and get some feedback on? Well, you know, I'm really excited to play all of these songs um, for people. I think, like, everyone's going to – each person probably has their favorites. Um, right now I'm really thrilled about Hold the Line because um, I rearranged it for performance so it has like a, a powerful performance um, it's, it's got a different side of itself in performance and then we've been we started performing words and I love performing words it just feels like such a great place to spread out and play um, I love all the I, do, I love the rapping and I like to, I love to play equality out. That's when I'm really excited to be performing because I'm curious, like who in our fan base is going to resonate with the concept of equality. You know, I, I'm, I'm always curious because, you know, there's the, the line that says, free us from the binds of inequality, racism, poverty, and misogyny. And I'm like, when people hear that, you know, how are they going to feel? Because we are social, you know, I, I'm a social justice activist. And um, I care a great deal about equality for all people. So, you know, yeah, I think I personally get really excited about that. And then I also get really excited, actually, like to have Dustin singing more songs because he will die about singing songs in the beginning. And it's really fun to be hearing him come into his own power with his own music. So like the one you mentioned, 18 wheels. And I think uh tables turning Becca is super excited about that. And yeah. It's just, I think we're excited about all of these songs, but yeah. <laughs> I like it. 
That's good. Well, um, the album's coming out uh, in June, and um, are you guys going to be um, uh, touring? From are you doing like festivals over the summer? What, what's the plans for um, uh, the months after the, uh, the album comes out? Yeah, we are touring, um, and we're like we have a num a lot of festivals this summer. Um, I think the month the album comes out, I want to say that is that Peach Festival. That's the we have the tour that's around. We have like Bliss Fest, Peach Fest, and another one all right and clustered together. Um, like right now, we're on tour and we're headed to Albino Sound Fest in a couple of days. Like most tours are built around festivals now, so they they get the festival booking, then they put us on tour around it. Um, yeah, we have a number of festivals. We have River Wondergrass again, which we're really excited about. Um, yeah that's awesome where where, where does uh, river wondergrass happen this one is going to be on the yampa river okay. in utah oh cool i think they're i think they all happen in utah it feels like you're in colorado because it's quite close enough to us but you're in utah right <laughs> yeah yeah, I was talking to uh, the founder of Winter Wondergrass. I interviewed him um, uh, before oh, winter. Yeah, uh, before Winter Wondergrass, and um, and uh, we we talked a little bit about that. It sounds like a great a great thing. I, I would love to be a part of that sometime. It will change your life. It changed mine for sure. That's awesome. That's cool yeah. stuff. Well, if people want to know more about you, buy merch and uh, find out where you where you're touring and all that kind of stuff. What's the best place to find you online? I think all the all the standard places instagram facebook uh the uh we have a website you know we're everywhere spotify apple music you name it we're on it yeah search up sweet lilies and we'll find you out there yes all right cool well i appreciate you chatting with me and taking the time out of your day i think the album sounds great and i'm excited Thank for you. um uh, what's what's going on with you guys Thank you so much. We really appreciate it and appreciate your wanting to interview us. It's awesome. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. Just a quick reminder to follow me on social media, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. Like and subscribe to the show wherever you're listening to this. Leave a rating and tell a friend. Also, big thanks to Charlie Marks for providing the music for the show. Until next time, everybody. Have a good one.